Hey everybody, uh, my name is Denise Walker and I am your host. This is another episode of Detox Podcast. It's episode 16, it's called Trust. And we are only six days away from the Whisper and Roar workshop. Whisper and Roar in Seattle on Saturday. I can't wait, I leave Friday flying down there, staying in a house with a whole bunch of my uh, really dear friends in sobriety that have been there along the way. And it's going to be really, really soul nurturing. I know. I can't wait. I'm so excited to run the workshop and be steeped in that amazing community environment where just everybody... It's like everybody knows your name, you know, (laughs) like you just are right there with them and they're right there with you and there's no bullshit. There's no masks. We just show up as we are and we all have something really, really intimate in common. And if that sounds like something that you're interested in, something that you could need as we start falling into winter, uh, the nights are getting longer, stuff's getting darker and I think we need each other more than ever. So yeah, if you're in the Seattle area or if you want to come on down from anywhere, please feel free. Tickets are available on eventbrite.com, Whisper and Roar. Uh, It's me and my friend Linda Nellis or Tegdian Carr, who is going to be doing kundalini yoga and poetry combined. It's going to be so good. Uh, We've got people coming from across the country, up the coast. I'm coming from Canada, international, woo! (laughs) But uh, please check that out. And one more super exciting announcement. Actually, sorry, I'll do a little bit. um, Two last-minute announcements. Uh, Last week, I was on Talk Recovery Radio uh, talking about Pick Your Poison, uh, sharing a little bit of poetry and uh, some of my journey If you are interested in checking that out, you can look it up on SoundCloud, uh, type in Talk Recovery Radio, and mine's the latest one. Um, It's called uh, Denise Walker Talks About Her Book, Pick Your Poison, and then another person is sharing their recovery story in the second half of the episode. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know their name, but yeah, you can check that out, and My biggest announcement is that Pick Your Poison is now available for pre-order as an ebook. You can go to Amazon and type in Pick Your Poison Denise Walker, and you can click pre-order. If you're in the U.S., it's only 99 cents, and in Canada, that translates to about $1.30. So check that out. You'll get Pick Your Poison downloaded on November 20th. It goes live. It'll go straight into your Kindle reader or onto your phone or tablet or what have you. So um, yeah, let's get into the episode. Episode 16, Trust. I've got it here in my real, uh, I'm going to do what Rob Bell does, uh, real paper. Can you hear it? Instead of reading off my screen. Here we go. Trust. You're learning to walk through the fire so that you can guide those in your wake. Don't look back. Have faith. You are their light and they are already following. Small but potent. Um, this was huge. 
when you are walking through that fire, you are burning alive. And you are looking around. I know I was. I was looking for anyone, anyone ahead of me, around me, that I could just reach out and grab onto and they would pull me through. And there's some aspects of that, right? Community is huge. Other people are going through the same stuff as you are. There are millions of people in recovery. You are not the only one. In the same sense, I realized that if I was looking around and I was looking for someone to be my guiding light, that means that the other people around me were also looking for the same thing. And if I knew the desperation of it, I knew their desperation of it. So I knew that if I could keep putting my feet in front of my feet and reaching out and holding the hands of those around me, if I could be their guiding light, that's, that's just the only thing that matters. So that's what I did. I started focusing on what I could do in my own personal journey. And that mean, that means what can I do to keep going? Because when we see people succeed, it gives us hope, right? If everybody who entered into recovery failed and never entered into this beautiful, blissful world of sobriety, we wouldn't do it, right? We would, we would know that there's only darkness on the other side. No one would ever do it. We would just keep feeding into our addiction until we died. So I know the importance of hope. And I wanted to be a piece of that. I knew that if I kept holding my hands out, grappling onto other people to drag me through the mud, through the cinders, then I would always be doing that. I needed to embody that power as well. To be able to stand and march through the ashes instead of being dragged along. So in recovery, <clears throat> it's it's a wonderful moment where you find your power. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm just going to take a drink of coffee. It's a wonderful moment when you find your power and you know that if you stand tall, that the other people around you will see hope instead of terror. And I started picturing myself as a lighthouse. It's a very powerful image. I see myself sort of standing on a cliff overlooking a vast sea. And there's many ships and there are many storms. And I would just sit there in my mind and I would exude glorious, bright white light. And if you're a lighthouse and you're sitting there, that means you have to sit there, right? 
you can't leave your post. You can't go try to one-on-one save drowning soldiers or sailors. I mean, you can't start captaining, captaining? (laughs) I don't know what that word is, but taking over control of other people's ships. You can't one-on-one individually try to guide people like that. It's sort of like you have to be in control of your own beacon, sitting up on that hill, guiding the way without this, without crossing the line. And lately, I've sort of been noticing that I have been crossing that line. I have been jumping off the cliff and telling people how to steer their boats, telling them where the rocks are, telling them where they need to go for safety, instead of letting them make those decisions by just being in my own little zone, you know? And when you abandon the lighthouse and you go after one ship that you want to save, what's happening to all the other ships? They can't see. You can't see. We're all in the dark and we're not paying attention to the big picture. So, when we enter into a new beautiful realm of life, when we ditch the thing that was killing us and we start living again, we get excited, right? We are so blown away by the fact that we found this new way to live that makes us energized and creative and strengthening And we want to share that. We want to tell everybody, hey, you don't have to keep living the way you're living. You can make this wonderful decision that I did. And it's the the secret. We found the secret. Please come with us. Walk through this door with us. But that's not really the way it works, right? Like, it's almost like you have one key and that key is for you. And to walk through your door That key is only going to fit in your door. You can't try to walk through other people's doors and they can't walk through yours. You'll only like break the lock or break the key trying to make it fit or it just, you know, like you'll get, you'll both get locked out. So, or you'll get locked in and the other person will be locked out and you'll never ever be able to repair the wall between you. You know what I'm saying? So this is what happened to me in the last while, basically ever since getting sober. I have found myself falling into preachiness instead of sitting on my hilltop exuding beautiful, brilliant light. I've been telling all the townspeople how wonderful it is to be a lighthouse. Everybody should start building their own lighthouse, sitting up there alone, and shining light for the world to see. That's everybody's duty, I thought. It's everybody's duty to become this thing that I am. And to all captain their ships in a in a very specific way. But that's, like, my path is not everybody else's path. And your path is not my path. They can look similar. 
They can look almost identical, but they're not the same. And I have to be okay with that and honoring of that and see how much beauty there is in that, that there are these wonderful souls all around me that are all doing different things. And in this fantastic, intricate way, we are all being weaved together. And what kind of boring ass world would it be if we all looked identical, you know? I'm not really here for that. We need so many different things to make this world work. So many different things to make relationships work. That's what makes it hard, but that's what makes it interesting and awesome. And that's the thing about trust, that people don't like being told what to do, right? They don't like hearing that the way they're doing things is wrong or stupid or hopeless. They just want to be seen. People want to be heard. People don't want unsolicited advice. That's just belittling and non-constructive. I am not innocent of that. And that's why this poem is so important to me. It's such a potent reminder that I need to trust that everybody is going to captain their ships the way they're going to captain their ships. And the only thing I can do is believe them. And they're going to make it to safety or they're not. And that is okay. I just have to have faith in them. It's so hard when you have people in your life that are struggling, suffering, and it's so easy to pick up their pain. My teacher, Holly, said, um, I think she was quoting somebody else. I don't know who it is. I'm sorry, but if somebody puts something down, you don't have to pick it up. People can come to you and they can spill their pain and suffering all over you, but you do not have to wear it. You do not have to pick it up and carry it for them. You don't have to take that on. And that's been a gigantic lesson for me. I have been a huge fixer all my life. And I always could see people's potential. But I took it on. I took their choices on. I took their pain and tried to transmute it for them. And when they didn't fit my specific parameters of what healing looked like, it, uh, it felt bad to me. It felt wrong. And that's not their fault. That's my fault. So I'm in a wonderful place right now where I feel very strong in the fact that I can look around and I can just be, and I can focus on my journey and I can focus on my healing and that will spill over into the people around me. And it is passive. 
That is my duty. My duty is not to captain the ships. My duty is to heal my ship, to heal myself. And just trust. You're learning to walk through the fire so that you can guide those in your wake. Don't look back. Have faith. You are their light, and they're already following. <laughs>